This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. USDA says farmers intend to plant 92 million acres of corn this spring, about 1 million more than the February Ag Outlook Forum estimate and the average trade guess. Soybean acreage, slightly less than the average trade guess, but equal to the Outlook Forum number at 87.5 million acres. The all-wheat acres are slightly above the average trade estimate at 946 million acres. USDA estimates spring wheat acres at 10.8 million. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says Friday's market action was really all about the acreage and stocks report. You know, the direction that we went after the report, uh, it, what it really said is we have uh, tighter corn stocks than we thought, tighter bean stocks than we thought, and um, we'll see bigger corn acres than we thought and bean acres probably a little bit smaller. So, you know, we'll see. The uh, spring weather is going to tell a lot. USDA says there were 7.4 billion bushels of corn in the U.S. as of March 1st. That's about 70 million bushels below the average trade guess. Soybean stocks are reported at 1.68 billion bushels, about 57 million bushels less than the average trade guess. Wheat ending stocks were above average, the average trade guess at 946 million bushels. Paradigm futures market analyst Kent Beadle says the quarterly stocks report is the market mover. 70 million bushels below the trade estimate in corn, and we were um, 57 million bushels below the trade estimate in beans, and that's just too many uh, for the tight balance sheets that we have. Um, that's why the markets are, you know, firmed after um, after the report was released, and why the essentially the old crop beans are the leader, and the old crop corn is second. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop says the corn acreage came in above average. The corn number actually came in larger than expected, uh, larger than the Outlook Conference, and well above last year. So we're looking at uh, about 3.4 million acres more of corn intended to be planted this year. The soybean number is very similar to last year, only a change of about uh, 50,000 acres, and it was below trade guesses. So we did see initial reaction of selling in the corn, buying in the soybean market. The soybean number is almost exactly what the USDA Outlook Forum had indicated, 87.5 million. And the wheat acreage will be subject to change depending on how soon farmers get into the field. Compared to a year ago, that's a 4 million, 4.1 million acreage increase. That's a big number, but again, similar to what the USDA Outlook said. When you combine the, the wheat and the corn numbers, uh, with soybeans being virtually the same as last year, you're looking at, uh, what, 7.4, almost 7.5 million more acres being seeded than a year ago. So I think that is going to be a, a tall challenge, especially if we have a later planted spring this year. I know in the Dakotas, Montana, Minnesota, very much our winter is still hanging on through the end of March and into early April. Well, comparisons in the beef cattle cycle to 2015, leaving some producers optimistic that cattle prices could reach those highs. NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie says the planting intentions report showing more corn acres could lend strength to the feeder cattle market. It all depends on corn. USDA now is estimating a couple million uh, acres more. of it. So that's going to be the big thing to watch here in the next month or so of what corn prices do. There's that opposite relationship. Change corn 10 cents, change calf prices a buck in the opposite direction. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture.
I'm Randy Conan. Farmers have the biggest job on earth. BASF recognizes that with 0% financing. Here's BASF business rep Chad Fury. Everybody keeps asking us, are you guys still a true zero? And and yes, we are. And so the retailers all, again, know about this, but we go through John Deere Finance or Robo, and we're at true zero percent. And all you need is one product at $5,000 to qualify, and payments are due in December. Zero percent financing from BASF. Always read and follow label instructions. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. You've clocked in a 40-hour work week, and it's only Tuesday. No one works harder than the American farmer and rancher. The Red River Farm Network is proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. 90 minutes of farm programs each weekday, four farm broadcasters, and one ag meteorologist. On air, online, and on the go, the Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business. Your look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. 2019 was the third highest year for farm bankruptcy filings, according to American Farm Bureau Federation senior economist Veronica Nye. Nye says high commodity prices contributed to a dramatic drop in filings in 2022. Thankfully, the Midwest did have the largest decline uh, percentage-wise and in the total numbers relative to the year before. And unfortunately, part of the reason that the region can have such strong declines is because it was the region with the largest number of bankruptcies before that. So in 2022, we saw the Midwest region had 47 farm bankruptcies, which was down from 144 uh, the year before, and which was down from 297 in 2020. In a new report from CoBank, agricultural retailers face three key issues over the next five years. The changing needs of farm customers are at the top of the list. CoBank said a growing number of farmers want to manage input purchases electronically without contacting an actual salesperson. Secondly, the report forecasts lower working capital for farmers. And the third emerging risk is the sharply higher property insurance premiums expected this year. CoBank recommends ag retailers begin preparing now for the combination of lower grain prices and these emerging issues. The method used to calculate the adverse effect wage rate is in effect for H-2A labor programs. National Council of Farmer Co-ops Vice President of Communications Justin Derisi says this new model will cost producers utilizing the program a lot more than it had previously. The numbers that, that we're seeing is that this would result in a dramatic increase in cost to um, farmers uh, and others out there who use the H-2A program. I, I think we were looking at uh, uh, some numbers from one of our members in the Midwest who use H-2A workers to help do things like custom application and custom harvesting. And I think they were looking at payroll increase of $1 to $2 million every year for, for each of their uh, locations where they utilize these workers. And obviously that is something at that point that becomes just economically uh, unsustainable. Derisi says he expects action to be taken to change the ruling. This rule would not impact employers currently enrolled in the H-2A program until next year, but those entering the program will be under the new rule. 
USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack addressed the House and Senate Agriculture Committees this week. Questions from committee members focused on Farm Bill. And when asked about a solution to baseline funding, Vilsack said utilizing programs under the Inflation Reduction Act will be a way to mitigate those losses for producers. Vilsack also addressed supply chain issues. The rail industry, uh, the trucking industry, and the ports. I think it's uh, fair to say that we have some serious issues with reference to the rail industry. The fact that they may very well be understaffed at this point. We still have some challenges with reference to the ports. Part of the challenge that we have to undertake at USDA is to make sure that we express those concerns to the boards and commissions that are in charge of surface transportation, in charge of ports, to make sure that they know that the problems have not been totally solved. USDA says farmers intend to plant 92 million acres of corn this spring, about 1 million more than the February Ag Outlook Farm estimate and the average trade estimate. Soybean acreage is slightly less than average trade estimate, but equal to the Outlook Forum number at 87.5 million acres. The all-wheat acres are slightly above the average trade estimate at 946 million acres. USDA estimates spring wheat acres at 10.8 million. This is your look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman, reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network. Weeds. Disease. Markets. If you grow dry beans, you're dealing with crop management pressures all season long. Weeds. And while you're tough enough to handle the pressure, your dry beans aren't. That's why there's BASF. Our dry bean crop protection solutions relieve the pressure with better control, start to finish. Contact your BASF retailer for better dry bean solutions all season long. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Two large winter-like storms are expected to impact the northern plains over the coming week. The first is already underway, stretching from Colorado and eastern Wyoming to the Great Lakes. World Weather Incorporated says today's storm system will become better organized with 3 to 10 inches of snow from central South Dakota into northern Michigan. The second, more potent storm is expected to move across the heart of the Dakotas Tuesday and Wednesday with 8 to 14 inches of new snow possible before moving across Minnesota and into the northern Great Lakes region. Home on the Prairie weather owner and meteorologist Mark Ewan says there will be a slight warm-up of temperatures while two separate weather systems work their way through the upper Midwest. Over the course of the next several days, one storm system traveling across the central plains will bring significant snows and some thunderstorms to the mid-plains and parts of the north plains. This includes the eastern South Dakota across southern Minnesota into the western Great Lakes. That storm will move eastward with a weaker storm traveling across the border region between Canada and the United States later in the weekend. That will bring a brief warm-up to the region as southerly flows develop. And then early next week, a more intense storm system is forecast to develop and take aim at the northern plains, bringing another round of significant snows. Ewan says snow totals aren't locked in for the upcoming snow systems. At the present time, 
the computer models suggest that significant liquid totals of perhaps an inch or more may fall across portions of the Dakotas and the northern plains early next week, which, depending on air temperatures, could be 10 to 15 inches of snow. These are early forecasts and will likely change. But this system will have access to some very moist air coming off of the Gulf of Mexico. So it will be a fairly intense system. The Red River of the North Basin will see a few rounds of precipitation over the next few weeks, adding to the already heavy snowpack. World Weather Incorporated says flood risk will increase as cold temperatures push the snow melt into April, raising the risk for a rapid melt. High temperatures are expected to remain colder than normal, with highs in the teens and 20s most days. And the Senate passed a resolution to rescind the Biden administration's Waters of the United States rule Wednesday. The Senate passed the Congressional Review Act resolution on a 53-43 to vote. North Dakota Senator John Hoven says the EPA's rule goes far beyond the scope of congressional intent. WOTUS is a big-time regulatory overreach. It's harmful for our farmers. It hurts our energy industry. It violates private property rights. And so we worked hard to repeal it once, and we're not going to stop until we get it repealed again. North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer says the Biden administration seems eager to stomp on the rights of North Dakota's landowners. It couldn't even be bothered to wait for, for the Supreme Court to make this very important decision on, on the uh, Sackett versus EPA case. So instead what they did is they circumvent the courts, they subject our farmers, ranchers, landowners, business owners to this constant regulatory ping pong that we've been seeing for really decades, if, if, if you know, not years. So what we did today with this vote was just sent another crucial reminder to the administration to stay within the confines of the law and curtail your overreach of our land and waters. It's as simple as that. Just obey the law, Mr. President. Just please, just obey the law. Spring wheat acres will be a question mark as cold weather limits the spring snow melt. North Dakota Wheat Commission Policy and Marketing Director Jim Peterson says a late start is a concern. Certainly, and. In- uh, some parts of the region, it's obviously being a little bit concerning. You know, a lot of guys like to get their spring wheat in early just to get it flowering and heading out before the, the heat of summer. I mean, obviously, it's a cool season crop, so, you know, the earlier you can get it in, the better. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. You never quite know when the next storm is going to strike. And all it takes is for a little hail to ruin a perfect crop. But you can protect yourself with a hail insurance policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. The insurance professionals at Egg Country can help you customize a policy that will fit your farming operation. Protect your revenue today by contacting your local Egg Country office. Egg Country. Focused on ag. Focused on you. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.